you know, he checked me here. Is it doing it? Is it looking good? I don't know. People are saying that you look like um, Bono mm. or Tony Stark. I get that sometimes. Uh huh. Or <laughs> sadly, sometimes I get an old Bruce Springsteen. No, did you guys see that movie Parenthood? He looks like the guy from Parenthood. Tom Hulse. Tom Hulse. Look him up. Tom Doppelganger. Hulse. Indeed. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Coach the Coach, episode five. So today we're going to talk about the key ingredients. Without these five key ingredients, you can have all the desires in your heart, all the vision boards in the world. You can have everything in your in your dream, but it will never manifest as reality if you're missing one of these ingredients. It's like you go to bake a cake. Yeah, if you, it's like no baking soda. It's not going to taste right. It's going to be it's going to be flat. Yeah. It's not going to work. Or it'll overflow and it'll get messy. So, you know, I remember, hey, hey, Charlie. Oh, Charlie's so cute. He was in my, he was, he was in my DMs mm, the other uh, day and it didn't, uh, I, it, I couldn't see it right away. So there's Deb. Hey, what's and then up? Facebook user. Whoop, whoop. You so, okay. I don't know who that is. Welcome. So listen, you have a desire in your heart to be a coach. You want to be a coach or you already are working as a coach or in business in that way as a healer, a helper. And a transformation agent, a, a change agent, a, change a growth agent. broker. Okay. Growth a broker. Coach, right. Yeah. All the different ways you can say that. So we want to talk about what it really takes to succeed. Now, when I was in coaching school back in, oh my God, 2004. Wow. Yeah. If I look back when, time when I started uh, NLP, that was in the, dare I say the nineties. Well, I was still in high school in the nineties. <laughs> If people were watching this, they're like, I was born in the 90s. You're okay, right. guys, okay. it's not a contest. Yeah. But I remember being in coaching school and the emphasis was really placed on, and God love it, on actually coaching because nobody knew what coaching was. What is it and how do you do yeah, it? Well, part of the presupposition is that, A, you have a desire, and B, you have some ability. And what they didn't teach you was the business aspect of it. Like, yeah. you know, so we're going to do like a high level overview of how to really make your business as successful as you want it to be. And for my perspective, that's that's six figure and multiple six figure practice. Right. And we want to be able to help you if you're going to be in this coaching world, you do that full time and make a living out of it. Because the reality is most people do not make a living doing it. They keep it as a side hustle or they just like wish and hope that someday their coaching practice is going to take off, but they sit stuck. And we're going to talk about these different areas and all the places you could potentially get stuck and then how to overcome those areas. So the first place, where does everybody start? They're thinking about becoming a coach, doing anything. Let's do, let's take, let's take coaching out of it. Let's move it into something everybody wants to do. Well, I just, all I could think of is uh, when you said that, like, let's say you want to do, I, I think of SpongeBob SquarePants. You want to be SpongeBob? No, no, but he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. He does this whole thing <laughs> when he's so like weird. ready to do stuff. And, and he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So, that, so let's talk about an area that we can relate this to. That's not with coaching where we can like, have people really understand I'm going to use weight loss because we can all relate to a goal. So this will work with whether you're being a coach or not. Okay. Matt Millen. Hey, you, you rock, you rock, you rock Matt. Matt. So we could, everybody wants to lose weight, right? So where's the very first place when you have any kind of goal that you start? Uh, desire. Motivation. Oh. You want to get off your butt, right? So what do we do? YouTube banks on this, right? There's whole channels dedicated to like, you lose, can do yeah. it. Lose weight fast without effort. 
So you watch a bunch of people. Maybe you're sitting on the couch one day and you're like, yeah, you're getting really excited. You're like, yeah, I'm going to lose weight fast. And you, you click on somebody who looks. And they make it look so easy. Amazing. They yep. look fantastic. So you start getting really excited. And I mean, I hey, I'll tell on myself, I've, I've actually watched videos of people working out while eating chips. Literally. When, so, ah, Matt, when I was working with Matt, I've with Tony it. Robbins, true story in, uh, in a gym in Chicago, there was a person walking on the treadmill, eating chips and drinking Coke. During the during quarantine, I literally would watch Zumba and like take like snack breaks mm. and turn my camera off and just take snack breaks. So basically <laughs> you need motivation, right? And honestly, where do we start with motivation? We don't start like, yeah, I want to look like those people. We start like, I don't look like those people. Mm, motivation yeah. is usually a kick in the ass to start, right? Like, man, you suck. That's the thing we tell ourselves, right? Your body sucks. You look terrible. It's usually pain that pushes you in the door, right? Pain will push you in. Now, Doug and I happened to work in treatment for many years. We worked at a drug and alcohol treatment center. And here's a myth that people need to know. Nobody comes in there like, you know, on a Sunday, they wake up one day and go, I want to stop using the only thing that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to put myself into a treatment center. I'm going to go away from like, my family. Yeah, I'm going to lose my money. Myself. Yeah. I'm going to even lose my job. This sounds like a great way to spend some time. Let's do it. Nobody comes in to treatment to change their life. Like, yeah, I mean, very few unicorns. Most people are like, I'm going to lose my stuff. That person's going to go away from me. I need to get my head on straight. So the push of pain gets people in the door, but that's not why they stay. Right. All right. So the push of pain for you, maybe you've had, you're in, you want to be a coach. You want to get your business off the ground, but you know what? It's like, you keep selling promises and it's like, you're, the, you're that guy coming home at the end of the day and going, well, any day now, honey, somebody's going to buy my vacuums. And she's like, okay, sweetie, I guess just try again tomorrow. You know, you're losing footing in your household. You're losing respect. Maybe you're a woman who has to take care of her family and, and you're the provider. And the pain is like, man, this coaching business, I don't want to go back and get a real job. I don't want to go back into the working world. I'm not cut out to punch a clock and work for people. So the pain is going, we got to make something fly here. All right. So that's going to be enough to get you started, but I won't see you through. Indeed. So motivation is like a spark, right? You got your car, you got the spark. Now we move to some aspiration, right? So what is going to be the fuel? What is going to be the energy? The What, what is going to pull you more towards your outcome do you start starting to have a vision of that so when you aspire you're you're actually looking at someone's results and you're saying okay uh, there's someone i aspire to they're gonna fuel me there's a model i can go after um now i'm not sure if you're thinking the same way as far as because there's a lot of ways we could look at that that term but we need the fuel we need the yeah the fuel for sure for me it's who are you becoming yeah. So the pain is who you've been, right? Oh, I don't like this person. I don't like being broke. I don't like being overweight. I don't like having the thing, okay, that I am now. And that pain will put you in the door, but the pull of purpose will see you the rest of the way. So it's like, who am I becoming? Who do I want to be? I want you to think about when you break up with somebody. This is another good analogy, all right? You break up with them. The pain is too much. They are a jerk. They keep saying they're going to do stuff and they don't do. They don't follow through. They don't love you the way you want to be loved. It gets so bad that one day you go, that's enough, right? You break up 
And about a month goes by and you're sitting around and you're lonely and you're in your bed and you're eating the ice cream and you're watching the, the shows and the Netflix and you're like, well, it really, maybe it wasn't really that bad. Maybe it was me, you know? Maybe they were kind of nice. I mean, the sex was nice. You know, you start to fantasize because in that moment when you're with the Netflix and the, and the, the Haagen-Dazs, you don't see yourself with anybody else. You don't see a future that's better than the one that got you started. So you don't have that pull of who you're becoming to keep you engaged. And so who are you? Why are you doing this? Aspiration is who do you want to be? And, and that's to, a moving target, P.S. Of course, it's dynamic. And think in the terms of using another vehicle, like a boat. Let's say you fell out of a boat or someone you love fell out of the boat. Is it going to be easier for you for you to you know either jump in the water or someone else jump in the water to push that person back in the boat? Or is it better to stay in the boat and pull that person back on? So we need to create that aspirational vision of who it is we are becoming. What would that look like, sound like, feel like as that successful person coaching, contributing, adding value and receiving value for doing the, the work, for adding your service? I'm gonna tell you a personal story to kind of drive this point home of how aspiration, who you become is a moving target, okay? So when I wanted to get sober, I was a binge drinker and I was unhappy in my own life. And there were lots of things that I wanted to change. I was unfulfilled. All right. And that's a, that's a conversation for a different time, how we can get to it's wine 30, you know, pretty quickly, right. In our lives, especially a lot of people lately are doing yeah, this. Yeah, you're working. Right. So when I first wanted to quit drinking, the motivation was the pain. I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't want to wake up in the morning and look over at Doug and go, man, was I a jerk last night? Did I say something I shouldn't have said? You know, how did this go? How, you know, should, should I be upset? Should I be shameful about something? I couldn't even remember if I did or not. And it was a really bad time. So that pain of hurting him was enough to motivate me to go, I think I should quit drinking now. Right. And so that pain wore off because Doug's a forgiving human. Right. And he'd be like, he, he could forgive me within two hours. You know, I mean, he could say, you know, honey, it's OK. It's a new day. So if I wasn't if I didn't have that aspiration beyond just the pain, the pain would wear off pretty fast, long enough for me to forget to drink again the next day. OK, so at first when I got sober and I thought about who to become, I had my aspiration. I, I envisioned myself just being a healthy human being just being able to wake up without a hangover and feel really good and be healthy. I was like a responsible binge drinker. I would go on a binge and then drink green smoothies and then think I was like a healthy, healthy binger, you know, like, let me, let me the, pretend the I'm okay. The, it was more alkaline. You so know, that was okay. Right. So, so I became a healthier person and then I had to think, well, who, who do I want to become now? You know, now that, now that I've conquered that, who do I want to become? And then I thought, you know what, it'd be so great to pay it forward and coach and help other people, right? Now that I have this figured out, so the desire in my heart is like, you know, I wanna be a woman. I picture myself when I was early in my sobriety, I'd get on the treadmill uphill, like on a 15 incline and put an M&M, not afraid. <laughs> and I would envision myself speaking to thousands of people, helping them, liberate them, set them free from the bondage of people, places, or things. And then we started teaching at the Drug and Alcohol Treatment Center. And guess what? I was speaking to thousands of people on a monthly, you know, a month after month, hundreds and hundreds of people would come through there. And so then that had to become a moving target. Well, now who do I want to become? And guess what happened? I got pregnant with our daughter. 
Okay. And then I said, wow, I'd love to be a shining example for her of what it can be like to have all your faculties, be a, be a level-headed, clear-minded human being that doesn't need to anesthetize or numb her life. Right. And then after, you know, we're, we're with Ellie and we're doing that, then I thought I want to empower other coaches to help other people. So you see, it's, it's a moving target. So who you are is an evolution but without any idea of who you're becoming and what that looks like and allowing yourself to have that vision, you don't have the gas, like Doug was saying. You don't have that fuel. You don't have the energy. The energy is in the passion, right? Yeah, and uh, what that made me also think of is similar my career in both music and speaking and coaching is that aspiration of who I was becoming in the music industry, who I needed to become. And I started surrounding myself with the people who I aspired to be like and so forth. But same thing as a speaker. And, and I got into what well, like I got into Tony Robbins pretty early, but that's what put me on that path of coaching and speaking and NLP, which brings us to the third step, right? First, we've got motivation. Second, we've got aspiration. So you can, then, that's where a lot of people get stuck up right. before you go into the, the next one and say it. Yeah. People get stuck in the vision board and I'm going to tell you why they do it. Okay. It's really important. You need to know that. I've got a journal too. And every morning I get these suckers, these leather bound, nice ones. And I can put in my journal. I'm so happy and grateful that I'm a, I'm a you know, best-selling author and I'm, I'm coaching thousands of people. And I'll tell you what that'll do. That'll just make me feel good enough that I can pretend I'm there and I'll stay stuck. Because even though I'll leave it to the universe and say, all right, yeah, I've done my vision board. I wrote it down 505,000 times in my book any day now, God. You know, Because we're missing the next step which is the how, which you say, you don't need to know how. Yes, you, you do. You kind of do. You kind of do. So some, do. In, in that context, information think, is yes, the next information. Step. So first was motivation. Second step is aspiration. Third is information. And how to do the damn thing. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Absolutely. The why, the purpose behind it is the most important. Don't misunderstand when we say that information is you know, more is really, important. it's not more important, but it's, it, next. it's, yeah. I mean, it's part of a dynamic bell curve of, you know, you have that, then you got to get mastery. You got to, yeah, yeah. Like that. You got to have the information. Now, will that information change? Yes. Did it's what like, worked yesterday. Go work yeah. Today. So you've, you've got to do the work. You've got to do the research. You've got to do the application. We're going to get into the next stage. But like what I did was to get the information and in music. I went and I interned. I worked and I modeled the most successful producers, engineers, musicians. And then when it came with, excuse me, speaking and coaching, Tony Robbins, I went and, and got certified a master practitioner certification of NLP from Tony's like right hand man. And then the guys that taught Tony. So I went and got the information. We've got to do all of that. Just as you were sharing earlier, the, you know, all the, the, the coaching training that you had done besides all the work we've done listen, in I'm real gonna, world. I'm going to tell but, you a personal story of how this can go wrong. Okay. A lot of people, that I work with in particular, and myself included, are always combating, even though confidence is there, there's this underbelly of, I'm not equipped. I don't have enough. I need another certification. I need to make sure that I have all my ducks in a row. And when I'm under stress, 
I can get stuck in the information phase. I can think, no, 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 I need that one more webinar. I need that one more person. No, they're going to be the one that's going to really show me the way. And I got stuck in, in information for a very long time. You know, I mean, Doug and I have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in coaching and certifications and training. Okay. So I believe in having a coach. I believe in having the information. You've got to have the information. But if you stay stuck there, you'll never ever be successful. You'll just be, you'll be, you'll be, you know, a, a, a compulsive scholar. You know, just information, information, information. Well, and, and to that point, you want to be sure as you're looking and investigating a coach is that part of what they do is get you taking action, get you moving forward, not just constantly teaching, but also, you know, giving you the the kick in the pants, the motivation, the holding you to a standard of activity to get the results. Otherwise, you're really just getting another certification, another training, and, and we strongly recommend. That's why our program includes a lot of like, application. hey, application, here's what we gotta do. Okay, let's you know get the work done, move, the, move it forward. Well, that actually leads into the next one. So we got motivation, level one, right? Push a pain. Then we have aspiration, the why, who are you becoming? That's the pull of purpose. Then we have information, how do I do this dang thing? And then after information, if we don't have this next step, we are just like goners. And that is good old fashioned perspiration. So we got to sweat. We got to work. We got to get to work in our business. So every day we're looking and saying, am I, is my day a reflection of my values? The vision board, I write in here the things I want to accomplish and do and, and have. What does my schedule look like to accompany the vision board? Does my schedule reflect the vision board? What am I doing today to move my business forward? Who am I connecting with, talking with, sharing? Where am I showing up, being courageous, being bold? Where am I asking for the business? How am I putting myself out there? You know, all the things that can make us very nervous are the very things that we need to do to take us to the next level. Yes, this is, uh, and, and we have to be careful and mindful, and we're all guilty of this at times. No one's perfect. That's why it's great to have partners, coaches, people kind of nudging you back online, because sometimes we could be doing a lot, feeling like we're, we're perspiring, right? But we're going the wrong way, or we're, you know, we're doing things that aren't necessarily yeah, the things true. that are going to get us to the next outcome, but there's a feeling of, oh, I'm doing a lot. And we all do it. Like, so just know that if that's happening, that's kind of normal. And that's why putting yourself in an environment of people to go, hey, okay, got it. And let's start shifting some of these activities. You're sweating just because you're sweating. You know, you go think of the gym, like you can go to the sauna and sweat. <laughs> But, you know, I'm perspiring, like I'm, I'm getting wet, but it's not the same as doing the other work. Yeah, doing, doing, doing smart weights. stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I think that I know for me, for sure, I had to find the strategy that was going to I could be consistent in that brought me joy. You know, I don't believe and I don't believe it has to be hard. I don't believe that perspiring has to be um, an activity that you dread. I think that you can find enjoyable ways to sweat. Mm -hmm. I know I have. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can find enjoyable ways to sweat, 
that do not make you dread. I, I lot in business, you're you're not going to always fit what everybody else is telling you to do. Now, you're going to have a unique way. That's what's so important is having that mentorship alongside of you to be able to say, well, what is the strategy that's going to align with you and your gifts and, and your talents and, and highlight you that it's sustainable, that you enjoy doing it, that you don't dread it all the time. And then the last thing, and this is really the, the most important piece of it all, and this is where we all wait for this holy moment where the sky parts and everything clicks into place and it all comes in together. All of the hardships that you've had, all the trials and tribulations, all the obstacles that have been in your way, you understand beyond a shadow of a doubt that your past has not prevented you, it has prepared you for this very minute. And this is when you're acting in in inspiration, in spirit. This is where ease and flow are. You know, hustle is these beginning stages of business. Everybody has to hustle in the beginning, right? Whether you, you, they tell you you don't or not, you do. Okay, you got to work. You have to work hard in the beginning. Put yourself out there. Overcome yourself. And also, hustle also means being flexible. Hustle means like you know doing the doing things. It just doesn't mean like again tons of activity. It's being flexible, finding the the creative ways to navigate your way to success. I mean, you're going to have to try everything. You're going to have to try a lot. You're going to have to try everything. You're going to have to fail a lot, you know, because that's, that's the order of success. Failure is on the path. It's on the way, right? Like John Maxwell says, fail forward, you know, Mm -hmm. just keep going. Think of anything you're good at. You sucked at it at first. Everything. (laughs) You you weren't good at anything the first time you did it. Walk in, you, you were a shit show. You sucked. You were terrible. Eating food, you smashed all over your face. Talking, it was like, what is that? I mean, anything you've done in your life, you sucked at. Isn't that good to know? There you go. So embrace it. Know that if you're struggling, yeah. If you're the fire team captain used to tell us that embrace the suck. I hear that was a marine thing. It's probably a marine thing. It's like this is gonna suck, so embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. And so the other thing with inspiration, it's really where you're connecting to your spiritual highest calling. You're, this is when you, all the, the combinations have clicked and this is where you are spending more time in the zone, in that genius state, in, in the flow, than you are in the hustle, than you are in that because you've allowed that otherness to, to come in. You've allowed it to connect to your spiritual highest calling. And that is a, that is a special, unique experience that only you're going to know what that is, but you're certainly going to know when it's not. Yeah, because it doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't feel easy. I mean, the Taoists call that Wu Wei, and Wu Wei is this place of effortless action. It's kind of like everything's aligned, the sky is parted, and it's easy for you to just show up because you're in you're in total integrity. You're authentically showing up as yourself. It's a joy and a pleasure because you know who you serve. You're anxious to serve them. You understand you and God are co-creating this experience, and you're going to serve as many people and help as many people as possible. And you're in the flow of return. You have divine compensation. You understand the rhythms and the cycles. You use the supernatural laws of the universe to govern your business. That's ninja level status. That's supernatural success. That's our ultimate outcome. But you don't get there. You don't spiritually bypass. You don't just say, oh, I just want the supernatural success, but I don't know. Yet there, there are, there's levels of enlightenment that you go through. There's like becoming an apprentice. Even the Jedis were once in the fields trying to figure out how to turn this goddamn thing on. Well, okay? and we're all, nobody's born a Jedi. And right? depend, even, I mean, you are, but you forget. You but remember. even Luke, as a Jedi, still had Yoda. We all like, so even when you are 
crushing it. Even when you are, if you look at the most successful people, you, you know, taken out of coaching and speaking and all of that, Tiger Woods had like four coaches. Um, you know, every top performer has people on their team that are giving them that additional feedback, holding them to a higher standard, getting them realigned, refocused to their highest calling, because we all get into a variety of squirrel, right? We get distracted, we get into ruts, we start wanting one pattern and it worked for a little while and then it may not be appropriate anymore. So we get to have that person or team to get us back on track. And that's the power of knowing that, you know, it, this is a team sport. Business is a team sport. You can't, you can't do it on your own. You're, you're not going to be successful completely on your own. It's just, and I it's mean, not and possible. I, I tested that one. I tried <laughs> because I am a lone ranger in many ways. I like to bootstrap things. I like to go, how can I figure this out myself? And I spent a lot of my life doing that, but that'll get you so far. And mm -hmm. then, but if you want to go all the way, then you have wise counsel, you know, uh, people around you that can help you and help you kind of um, do the fast track so that you're not, it's not taking so, so long for you to get there. I mean, I, I'm glad I took that. I can look back and say, I took that long road because now I can help people at any stage of their business. And mm -hmm. I understand, you know, where they're at. So let's say this, let's say that you're a coach or you're thinking about becoming a coach. Um, if you're thinking about becoming a coach, just contact us on one of our platforms on mm -hmm. Facebook or the website, lovecoachheidi.com and let us know. And we can see if empowerment coach university is a really good fit for you. And we can certify you as a coach. If that's something you want to do, that really is a boutique style, um, program where we literally hold your hand and walk you through the certification process. It takes up to a year. It is not. Well, it's, and it's certification and beyond. It's also it's, getting your it's business. Beyond. It's all of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not just where like, it's, okay, uh, you're certified, go. No, every semester there's four semesters. Yeah. So it's, it's a year long. One semester is just dedicated to coaching. Another semester is your unique coaching practice and program. Another semester is all business training. And then the final one is supervision where we actually, you're out there doing the dang thing and, and we're supervising. So, but if you already are a coach and you want us to come alongside of you and look at your business and see where it might be struggling, you know, in a former life that's in this lifetime, uh, I was a, a turnaround specialist. So I would go into companies that are struggling and um, diagnose them and fix them. And so we have a lot of experience, combined experience at that. Also, not just in co the coaching world, but outside of that as well. So if you're if you want a full diagnostic on your business, if you want a half day VIP just devoted to you, um, send us a message and we can talk about how we can do that as well, where we can look at your business and see where it's struggling and how to how to work, rework some things so that you can be up and running. If it's in your messaging or your marketing or your program or your pricing, you know, where is it at yeah, that the, things aren't jiving? The promise is uncovering and discovering where the, where the, where's the hole? Yeah. What's going on? Where's the gap and getting you back on track with more clarity, with more energy. And so that you're going to be making more money sooner because the goal is we're going to help you be more effective at helping people and being compensated for it. Yeah, I mean the hole can be anywhere. Anyway, all right. Well, <laughs> is, we is there only just on one hole? Note. No, there's a couple holes. There's a few. Sometimes. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> on that note, we're digging a hole. Yes. Uh, we hope that you have a fantastic day. If this was helpful, will you leave a comment like you already have? You beautiful people will come back and comment. Or share it as share well it. and then reach out. And reach out. If you have any questions or want some further distinction, we are at your service. And we love you for who you are and who you aren't. Bye. God bless.